So my message this morning is the tears of Christ. And I recently discovered the work of a Japanese artist, Makoto Fujimura, and his painting, Kairos Paris, The Tears of Christ. Share a story he told about this painting. During the war in northern Iraq, a girl ran towards a bunker with her father. A Japanese photographer was capturing this unfolding drama on the front lines of the war, and he followed the girl with his camera until she was safely behind the bunker. But as he put his camera down, he noticed a look of horror on her face. She realized as she was running away from the bullets, she had stepped on a flower. Before anyone could say or do anything to stop her, she let go of her father's hand, ran back to the flower, knelt down and tried in vain to restore it by holding it in her hands. As she tried to resurrect its beauty, a cruel stray bullet pierced her body. She fell, crumpled, on top of the flower. I was shocked by the horror of the story. But the artist went on to explain that in Iraq, a flower is a rare gift to cherish. In a desert culture, a flower represents life itself. In a war-stricken land, a flower may even be a reminder of beauty in the midst of human brokenness. So why am I sharing this story? It made me think of the suffering and difficulties we have experienced in this season of an horrific pandemic that has disrupted and devastated many lives, not just in this country, but around the world. There are still so many people crouching behind bunkers in their lives, full of fear and pain and unable to face the circumstances of their lives, asking, where is the beauty? Where is the life? Why is this happening to me? Are you one of those people? Are you facing something in your life now that is causing you anxiety and fear? Are you unable to find the beauty in your brokenness? Take heart. Jesus sees your tears and he's with you in your pain. Let's look at his reaction in the story of Martha and Mary at the death of their brother Lazarus. So turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 11, and I'm reading from verse 17 to verse 35. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. 
Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. Practical Martha. She knows the truth. She knows if Jesus had been there, Lazarus wouldn't have died. But she accepts that he will rise again in the resurrection. Practical, sensible, knowledgeable. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. There's Mary, the sensitive one, the emotional one, not just willing to have a conversation with Jesus, but weeping at his feet, broken. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. It's the shortest sentence in the Bible and one of the most powerful. Jesus wept. Richard Hayes, the famed theologian from Duke University, put it this way. At Bethany, the incarnate word of God stood wordless. 
the incarnate word of God stood wordless. Upon seeing Mary's tears, Jesus wept. Why? Why did he weep? All he had to do was take Mary by the hand, go to the tomb, call to Nazareth to rise from the grave. He could have told her, see, you have little faith. Why did Jesus waste his time weeping? His tears served no rational purpose. They produced no results. A friend of the artist's told him when he stood looking at the painting, The Tears of Christ, that he would not be a Christian apart from those tears. Jesus' wasteful tears. How do you feel when you think about the tears of Christ? Was the girl's death in northern Iraq wasteful too? Or did Jesus weep then, seeing her little body crumple on top of the flower she held so dear? Jesus' tears are still with us physically in the air. We breathe them every day. Mary knew what those tears meant. She did not need to say anything, but she knew Jesus was not just her saviour. Jesus was her friend. All of us need to be deeply connected to the mysteries of the tears of Christ, to learn the presence of Christ in the midst of our tears. In biblical times, there were things we now call tear jars. Tears were so coveted that people kept them in a jar. Jesus' tears were not collected. They dropped one by one onto the hardened ground of Bethany. They evaporated into the air. They are still with us today. We can collect them by faith today. Our churches and our lives should be made up of the jars of his tears, his deep, abiding love for us. As the girl in our story gave her life for that one flower, so Christ came to give his life for us. He came to tend that flower, which represents you and me, in a world full of bullet holes. And he resurrected it, just like he resurrected Lazarus. Just like the little girl, he took those cruel bullets of hatred in his body. He suffered and died full of holes too. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus wept for those holes that would tear him apart. Tears for the cross he would bear as his tears and his blood commingled for us.
Christians can and should be the most integrated community in the world. We should be an oasis of tears, daring to rush into the storms and plagues of life because we have already seen the resurrection. We know Jesus as our anointed king and we have been accepted and loved by the king himself. We sang that, who, is he, who am I that the highest king would welcome me? Great, awesome, thank you. We should move into the world with compassion, empathy, and abiding care, even to the extent of loving our enemies. We should have the same impulsiveness and freedom this little girl in Iraq had. But for many of us, we have become fearful automatons and can even lose our souls if we continue to be concerned with the bottom line of our survival. Can we instead seek the depth of beauty, the beauty of being found in the infinite love of Christ who knows us, loves us, and even sheds his tears for us when he sees us cowering behind our bunkers afraid of what the world holds for us. Can we step out of love and reach out to those who are broken and help them to find the freedom and beauty of Christ in the midst of their circumstances that are binding them so that Jesus' tears for them are not wasted but bring a resurrected life? Can you find comfort and strength knowing Christ's tears are shed for you? Can you share with each other as you go into your groups or as you leave the live stream and connect on Zoom? As Mark has said, for those of you who duck out now, hiding behind your bunkers, this would be a good time to step out and face the challenge of doing life together with your Grace family. This is the only way you will grow. As Alexander Fenter pointed out in The Dance of Love, we are formed in community. Are you willing to risk it and so find the beauty and freedom we've been talking about? I hope so. Or you're missing out on what it means to be part of the Grace family. May the Holy Spirit be with you and guide you all as you share the, share the tears of Christ with one another. And these are the questions that you're going to be discussing in your groups. The first one, what have been your thoughts as you've listened to this message on the tears of Christ? The second question how has this message brought transformation rather than information to your way of thinking? And then would you pray for each other to live in the beauty and the freedom Jesus died to give us? Thank you. So we're going to come off the YouTube now. Thank you for being with us and thank you for putting up 
with the weight 